Hey mamas, welcome back to another episode of the Reawakened Mom Podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by the incredible Brittany Saxton. Brittany and I knew each other before she became a mom to her two little girls, and I have loved watching her transformation into motherhood and how she runs her successful business. Brittany shared so many great tips for looking at your day and really getting in tune with your body, noticing how you're feeling, were you stressed out, how was your energy levels, how did you track your different patterns so you can really become aware of your body and your hormones. She shared how journaling can play a huge role in your health and noticing the little things that maybe you overlook sometimes. Brain dumping and habit stacking are two simple things that can really help a busy mama like yourself get things out of your head and onto paper, but also add something new into your day. I loved when Brittany talked about taking things one at a time and not feeling like you have to add everything all at once because for real, we've all been there, right? Thank you so much, much Brittany, for that permission. All right, mama, get your notepad ready for your aha tip. Get ready to write that down. But before we dive in, let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt lost in your motherhood journey? Like you don't even know yourself anymore? Do you ever feel like you have no one to talk to when you are going through because it can be hard to make deep friendships as an adult? Maybe you do have people, but they don't support you and inspire you to go after your dreams and goals. You could just be sick and tired of putting yourself last and feeling so dang overwhelmed every day. Does this sound like the life you're living right now? If so, I would be so honored to have you join the Reawakened Mom Circle. It's a private community where you can grow as a person, find yourself again, discover friendships with other moms, and be in community with others who are ready to say yes to themselves. Because as I say all the time, community is more important now than ever. If this sounds right up your alley and you are nodding your head with me as I talk, join the circle. Go to my website, melissaclampett.com and click join the circle. I can't wait for us to grow together. I'll put it in the show notes so it's easy to find. We're so happy you're here listening to our conversation. So let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome to the Reawakened Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Clampett. I am so grateful you're here. This show is for you if you find yourself always putting others' needs before yours. You naturally take care of others first. You find yourself in constant comparison with other moms. You put your dreams, goals, ambitions, and passions on hold. If you raised your hand and said, that's me, this show is for you. You are not alone. My goal with this podcast is to show you it doesn't have to be this way. I invite you to join the weekly conversations and learn mom hacks, proven strategies, techniques, and mindset tips to reawaken who you truly are. Some episodes, I'll be here riding solo and riffing on a specific topic. Other weeks, I'll invite moms and experts to share their stories and journeys on how they reawakened their life. We need your voice out in this world, so stop hiding, stop dimming, stop following, and start knowing, shining, and leading because you are not alone. Let's reawaken the passion living inside of you together. Hi, everybody. I am here with my amazing friend, Brittany Saxton. How are you, Brittany? I am great. How are you? 
I'm doing fabulous. I'm so glad that we could finally find the time to coordinate our schedules and make this episode happen. Absolutely. <laughs> Better late than never, right? I know, but when you have littles running around and then things happen in life and businesses, then I mean, that's the point of this podcast is like it life happens and motherhood happens and you can't always can you can actually control nothing. Yep. Just like right now, like you're in a different situation than you thought you were going to be. And you have one of your littles with you. You're not even in your home. Like that <laughs> is the true essence of, of life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, you know, there's just some things we can't control, right? And you just got to roll with it better than yeah. stressing over it. Because the stress definitely doesn't make it any better. So yeah, absolutely. A smile is yeah. how I try to approach most things. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you are with us today. And Brittany and I have known each other. I don't even know how long. Would you say like seven or eight years, maybe? Close. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah. So. yeah. It's been so long. So I knew Brittany before she had kids. So she would like watch me and what I was doing with my boys. And now here she is with, with her littles. And I just love to see like your evolution into motherhood and just yourself on what you are doing to, to help women in general. And I wanted to read this just so that we can kind of talk about what you do and kind of your journey into motherhood and how you have evolved as a person, because you don't really realize how much you're going to change until you actually have kids. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you all the things and you listen to some and some go out, you know, one ear and out the other. And of course, too, I always laugh, like all the things my mother said to me and I'm just like, it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's happening. You're like, I tried to rebel for so long and not listen, but now I'm like, yeah, should I say you were right? I don't know. Should I say that? Yeah, exactly. I'm still resisting. All right. But Brittany, just so you guys know that are listening or watching on YouTube, Brittany is a functional wellness coach who is helping women improve their gut health, which is so important, balance their hormones, which I feel like I'm going through that right now, manage autoimmunity and prepare for pregnancy. Her passion is to help women feel their absolute best from the inside out. So I love all of that. And I feel like you were doing a little bit of that when we first met and then you really jumped into coaching and creating your own brand. So how did that all like evolve for you? What made you kind of want to jump into this? Was it when you started having your kids that you were like, wait a second, like I see this need that's out there for, for women and pregnant women and mamas, like talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So I kind of just like started the beginning of like when I really got into health and wellness. And I've always, I was an athlete growing up through high school and college. And I was always like, work out really hard, eat less. Like that's the way to do it. That's what we were told. And that caught up to me quickly. (laughs) My body started to hurt low energy, all the things. So I was like, okay, I'm in my early twenties. Like I shouldn't feel like this, right? I'm too young to be feeling just blah. And I work too hard to feel like this. What is going on? So I went on my own journey and trying to figure out, you know, what was happening with me. And I realized a lot of things. And throughout my journey, I, that's when I realized like, I love nutrition and fitness. It like was a passion of mine and I was able to heal my own self And I was like, I could help others do this too. And that's when things kind of struck with me. And I started going down the coaching path. I started a network marketing company. And then from there, through a lot of personal development and just like self-reflection, 
that's when I ventured out, started to venture out on my own. And like you said, branded myself and started my own nutrition and fitness business. So it all started with, you know, just clients coming to me for just, you know, normal fat loss, weight loss. I want to lose 10 pounds, want to lose 15 pounds, whatever it is. And I did a lot of that. And then I realized it goes deeper than just those 10 pounds and just, you know, whether it's cutting calories or exercising more, what else is going on in your body that's holding you back from losing that weight or why have you hit a plateau? And so I just took that and ran with it. I got my certifications, educated myself, and I still educate myself every day, constantly taking new mentorships and classes and things to learn about all the things health related. And so now here I am today, just diving a little bit deeper with women, taking it to that next level for them to figure out, you know, what's going on inside their bodies. What can we improve? What can we change to just help them feel better? Like you said, from the inside out. So yeah, I was just going to say, cause it is like, you know, we were in the same network marketing company together and, you know, so many times when we were coaching, you know, people to like lose the weight, lose the weight. Like it's really not about the food. Like there's, it's so much deeper because it's really mental. Like there is an emotional tie to something that is going on that is holding you back. Did you, do you find that as well? Or like, what do you find is like one of the biggest challenges that women come to you for that's like not surface level. Like I want to lose 10 pounds, but like, do you find it's their mindset? Do you find like it is gut health hormonal? Like, is it depending on the age group that you work with? What would you kind of find is one of the biggest struggles that you are dealing with right now when women come to you? Yeah. Mindset for sure. Absolutely. I think that's probably the biggest roadblock for a lot of people. And I went through it myself because, you know, I thought eating less and working out more was the answer. And that's what most women think. And some still doing it today. And, you know, a lot of us, depending on how old you are, right. If you've been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years, your body, it's stressed out essentially, right. You worked it really hard and it's hard to transform form and like shift your mindset from that, like, oh, work harder, eat less to actually eat more, work out less. Right. So I work with a lot of women trying to help them understand that we don't have to go super hard in the gym seven days a week. And we don't have to cut our calories 12 months out of the year. Right. There's better ways to do it. But yeah, it's really hard to, for women to make that shift and realize like, oh, what I've been doing all this time isn't the right way, right? Right. <laughs> and I I, there are times and seasons of your life where you want to work out more and work out harder, or you are going to go into that caloric deficit, but it's not something we want to do 12 months out of the year. So to summarize that, yes, I would say mindset and people's relationship with food and exercise is a huge piece of my work. Um, yeah. Really undoing a lot of stuff that we've heard and learned over the years and what we thought was serving us. And unfortunately now, as we get a little bit older, we realize, okay, my body's hurting. Yeah. (laughs) I got to do things differently now. Yeah. So when you have people, you know, one of your things is maybe working with people that, you know, are trying to get pregnant. So, you know, this podcast is mainly for moms, women listening to this. So what kinds of things would you say you work on, or you have people kind of look at in their lifestyle, I would say, because it's not just one thing, I would say it's a lifestyle for, for them to help maybe get themselves ready for pregnancy, you know, mentally, physically, all those things. What do you kind of, you know, work with on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say it's similar to what I work with clients who aren't trying to prepare for a pregnancy because I have, I focus on foundations of health and those being sleep, mindset, stress, 
the quality of food, hydration, and movement. And so those are my big things that I focus on with all clients, whether they're trying to manage an autoimmune, trying to prepare for pregnancy. But for moms specifically, if they are trying to get their body in a good place for pregnancy, sleep is the number one thing I look at, <laughs> especially because once you get pregnant and you have that baby, that's, you know, not yeah. going to get too much of that. But I will say I, cause I've had two good sleeping babies, moms listening, you're, it's not definite that you're not going to get sleep. It is a possibility that you can get a good sleeping baby. <laughs> so yeah. don't be scared of it. There's a chance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I think sleep is a huge thing because so much happens when we sleep, right? That's when our body's able to recover. We're able to eliminate toxins. I won't go too deep into the science and all that, but sleep is a really big thing. The mindset, which we hit on and stress. I think stress we're all stressed. We're all stress balls in the world we live in today. And obviously we can't completely eliminate stress, but we can definitely minimize it and just learn to manage it better. So I work with women on how can they manage that stress, right? Without going too far into, you know, like a therapy conversation with my clients. But I, one of my favorite tools is journaling and using that journal, however, it feels good to you because like I might like to brain dump and write affirmations every day where for you, you might like gratitude statements or you have a different way of journaling, right? And I truly believe there's no one right way to journal. And I really just encourage my clients to try a couple different things and see what feels good to them. But brain dumping is my favorite for stress and managing it because I think we hold so much in our head and it just allows us to get it all out and kind of let it go. I know what it is, but what's brain dumping for people? I'm not sure what she's talking about. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. So what I consider brain dumping, people may use it differently is I get out a blank piece of paper, whether it's journal blank piece of paper, and I just write down everything I'm thinking, like personal business, kit, whatever, like just let it all go out on paper. And it's just such a relief because I truly believe that we're just holding in our head. You're just constantly circling in your mind, thinking about all the things. So it's just a way of like letting it go. And then sometimes I'll take it a step further and organize that brain dump into like a to-do list or, you know, whatever it, it might be, but um, it's super helpful for sure. And I just find that when my clients do that, they're like, they just feel a relief. Like they've lifted something off their back, just letting things go a little bit. So that's a huge one. So yeah, the stress I think is big and going back to like, we can't control everything. So, you know, if we can't control it, can we control how we react to it? I think is huge and has helped me in my journey. I used to kind of freak out about a lot of things. And over the years, especially since becoming a mother, I realized like, I don't want my kids to see me freaking out or getting stressed because they're going to end up stressed. And I will say, and I commend myself for this and I don't like to like celebrate myself a lot. I think we all have trouble doing that, but we all should celebrate ourselves more in that I made a really good point to like stay calm and do things for myself to have a healthy pregnancy. So to manage my stress, making sure I'm getting plenty of sleep. And I swear to this day, both my girls are really calm, happy babies. I like to believe that it is part of like what I did throughout my pregnancy. So yeah, I think that, I don't know. I truly believe in that, that they can sense, you know, what's going on, especially when you're carrying them for nine months. Yeah. I mean, they're attached to you. So, you know, you are the biggest influence on them, obviously, because you're creating them in your body, even though you're not doing anything you are, you know, doing anything without even realizing you're doing anything and you're just being, which is so beautiful. So the stress is really important. I mean, I totally agree with everything you said. So, you know, to counter that, 
How the heck you're talking about sleep being like one of the number one things. How can a mom manage how much sleep she's getting? Like she's so busy. She's up with the kids. She's up late. She's doing all the things. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you coach or talk to moms, especially about like, make sure you're getting your sleep when she's like, are you crazy, Brittany? What are you talking about? Yeah. Don't have time for that. Right. I find one of the biggest things is is we kind of, we rob ourselves of the sleep because of our nighttime routines, right? Like I get like at night, once the kid's down, there's like, you want to clean up the house, maybe get the lunches ready, have time to yourself. You have all these things you want to do when they get down. But I know so many of us are guilty of picking up that phone and scrolling and being on the phone. And then we're really quick to say, I have no time or I can't get to sleep. I'm having trouble sleeping. We're to, when we're not you know, getting away from those devices at night and doing that digital detox before bed, it really does have a negative impact on us. It's not setting us up for a good night's sleep. So I think that's what I uncover with a lot of moms. And if we take that out of the equation, they're like, oh, wait, I have more time to do a couple things around the house. I have more time to maybe read. I haven't read in so long. I do really enjoy that. I picked up a book again, or I got a nice hot shower. But I would say that, yeah, the biggest thing is either turning off the TV or putting the phones down, it can be the biggest relief for a lot of moms. And they just don't, we don't even realize it. Like a lot of us are like, oh, that's how we wind down is getting on our phones and scrolling social media. We like to think we're winding down. We're not. We're taking in all this information from social media. And a lot of us obviously get into the horrible thing of comparison. And then you're getting these negative thoughts in your head right before you go to bed. So I would say the biggest thing is digital detox for night to help set yourself up for a better sleep and give yourself back more time as well. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that because it is, there's so much research behind it too. You can just go Google it, you know, like the electronics before you go to bed and how it just keeps your brain waves moving. And then it takes even longer to go to sleep. So do you recommend like a certain amount of time? Like, do you say like an hour to two hours before you go to bed is like recommended, you know, that would be great, yeah. but you know, what obviously like ideally, yeah, one to two hours, but let's be realistic. I'm very realistic when working with my clients and just talking to friends and family, like you're probably not going to do an hour. And if you are on your phone, like right up until you go to bed, let's just start with five minutes yeah. and then get it to 10, like those small increments and let it add up, you know, over time. I just find that what I like to call like habit stacking. Like if I tell someone you need to drink more water, but you also need to eat better food and all these things, like just start with one and go from there. And same with the digital detox, just start with a small and, you know, take it up from there to make it easier and less overwhelming. Cause if I tell someone, all right, you got to cut your phone off an hour before bed and they're used to putting it down right before they go to bed, it's probably going to work for a couple of nights and then it's not. So if we can start small and go from there is really cool. Right. So you, I would love to know, because we do have moms listening to that are entrepreneurs or they work outside of the home, you know, they work for somebody else. You know, some people work inside the home, which you work inside the home and then you have two littles. What are their ages of your kids again? Yep. Hazel will be seven months next week and Sienna's two and a half. Okay. So two and a half and then seven months. So, you know, they still need you a lot. Like they can't just go hang out by themselves or go play outside. You know, you have to be there. How are you managing it as a mom with two littles at home that still need you so much? You're running a business. Then you're also coaching people, trying to keep up with social media. You're married. You're going to be building a new house sometime. Like, 
what, you know, I'm sure so many moms can relate to that. So sometimes like we go and we coach people and then sometimes like, I'm not talking about you, but like, then we don't listen to our own advice. We're like, oh my God, like, oh, yeah. I'm not even listening <laughs> to it. but I would love for you to like share, you know, how are you doing it, you know, for yourself? And it could be like, uh, it changes every day, but like what's working for you right now that you would say is really, really good. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like this can go so many ways, but I'll just talk about what's working now (laughs) because it changes. And that's one thing I will say to everyone, be okay with change. We go through these different phases and seasons of life that what is happening now may not be happening a month from now. And if we can just be more open to that and that adjustment, it definitely makes it much easier. And that that's obviously been huge for me since having a newborn and now going from one to two kids, I've had to be open to change and understanding that, Hey, it's not going to be like it was when you just had one kid or before you had kids. So I, I think that's something to definitely take away, but I hired a business coach about a year ago and she was just super helpful because not only do I have my, have my nutrition and fitness business, I also work for my father's HVAC business too. And then all the other things you said, all the other pieces we have going on. So I, I was a multitasker. It was like, I was trying to do, you know, work for my dad, check in with my clients. And every day that was like trying to do a little bit of that every day. And she really helped me realize, and I hope this may help someone else too, is split up your day. So like Monday is dad's business day. Tuesday is like your client check-in day. Wednesday's your content creation, like your social media, your newsletters, all that. Right. So that has been super helpful in breaking up my days versus trying to do everything all in one day. Huge relief for me. I like, can't even describe like how much more productive and efficient I am by just focusing on like one thing at a time. So that's been super helpful. I have dealt with some serious mom guilt and work guilt because when I do have the girls at home and I'm work, trying to work, it's very hard because if I'm working, I feel bad I'm not with them. If I'm with them, I feel like I should be working. So I finally, like Ricky and I sat down and I was like, just like you get to go to your office and not have any distractions. Like I need that because it's so hard and it hurts like when yeah. you have this horrible guilt. So it, it came down to like, asking for more help. And so we did hire a nanny for Mondays. Fortunately, now Sienna's in school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then we have mother-in-law help Tuesday, Thursday with Hazel. So a big thing there is asking for help and not being afraid to. It was really hard for me to bring someone, a stranger into our home to be with the girls on Monday when I'm like, when it used to be me and the girls and I would just like work in between, but it's been so helpful. (laughs) So asking for help Try and do away with the multitasking has been really helpful for me too. And then also just having boundaries, like at two o'clock on Mondays, the nanny leaves at two 30. So I leave my dad's office at two, get home by two 30. Like I'm done working at two. Like I have to, it's a hard cutoff. It's hard to do that because I want to get home and do other stuff for my business, but my girls are there and they're not always going to be this young. They're not always going to be home with me. So I've really had to set some firm boundaries with myself so that I can enjoy time with them. So with that being said, I have definitely relieved myself of the work guilt and the mom guilt by setting boundaries, asking for more help and just scheduling my days out a little bit better than I had before. 
Yeah, I know. It's so, I mean, that, it, that's so wonderful. I mean, I went through exactly the same thing, like when my, when the boys were little and I was running a business from home and we didn't have the restaurant at that time, but it was like, then I was president of the mom's club and I just wrote a post on this and it's all the different things that you're doing. And, you know, asking for help is seen as, or you just, we make it up in our head that we think if I ask for help, that shows I don't have it together. And I, I'm not a good mom. You know, Mm -hmm. if I can't handle everything that we've listed before and all the other things that like, you don't see that invisible checklist going off in your head at all times. And it's like, nope, I got it. I'm good. I'm good. And that is why it's just like the super mom facade has like got to be dropped because like, that is like harming us so much and mothers and, you know, thinking that like, oh, you have to be a super mom and you can do it all. It's like, no, you can't like no mom is doing it all. Like she's asking for help. She's got a cleaner. She's got a nanny. Like she's asking, making like sharing time with her husband as she should, you know what I mean? Where it's like, everything doesn't have to be on her. She doesn't have to do all the cooking. She doesn't have to do all the cleaning. And, you know, we have to get rid of that. Asking for help makes you weak or that you don't have it together because that is the greatest gift for you to ask for help. And then for whoever you're asking help from, because so many times they want to be able to help you. They just don't know how, because you act like you've got it all together. Or they've asked and you're like, no, I'm good. So they stop asking. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it, like you said, the whole, you know, going back to like the social media comparison, like I see other moms and like, oh, they're doing it all. They're working from home, but still doing this. And and again, we have to remember, those are just highlights. We're not seeing the behind the scenes and we can think all we want that they have it together. They most likely don't. And that's definitely something since becoming a mom in the last two and a half years, I've had to become better with and understand like no one has it all together (laughs) and it's okay if you don't like I was making Sienna's lunches every day you know for the first month and a half and I probably haven't made her lunch like the last two weeks and Ricky has and I started to feel bad and it's like it's okay you this morning I actually told myself you cannot do it all and so yeah it's just another reminder you do what you can and it is so okay to ask for help for sure. We're not, like you said, we are not weak for asking for help. Yeah. It definitely takes a village. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and on that note, cause I do remember for a while you were posting on Instagram, like, Oh, the breakfast or lunches that you were sending for her for school, um, you know, cause it is like, I look at you and I'm like, Oh my God, like, look at all the things that she's doing and she's these great lunches and it's all so healthy. And it's just like, yeah, but like, it's not always like that. You know what I mean? Like these are, this is the good day. This is the good day, the good meal. Like who knows what the heck else is going on? Because you think, or I don't know about you, but like, I thought I was going to do all these things and I was going to breastfeed and then I wasn't going to feed him any junk. And I was going to do this and I was not going to do that. And it was going to be all organic. And I was going to make all these things. And I was like, yeah, I can't, I cannot physically do that and be seen because I'm finding zero joy in this creating these meals or mushing things up or whatever it was. And I was like, can't do it. I tried and it's just not for me and that's okay. And I think it's so important for moms to realize, like, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. If it doesn't work for you, that's totally cool. Like you have to figure out what works for you. Or if you try it and it doesn't work, it doesn't mean you're a failure as a mom. Like you tried it. Cool. Didn't work. Awesome. Move on. No big deal. 
Exactly. You've got to do what aligns with you and feels good and keeps you happy. And like you said, keeps you sane. And, you know, just because it works for another mom may not work for you. And that's why I love like asking, not opinions, but getting feedback from other moms. Like, how did you do this? Or how did you do that? Because I want to hear all the different ways on how to do things. And then I can take it, do trial and error and see what works for me. Because I know a lot of people or can be weird about like getting opinions or feedback from moms and thinking they know it all, but it's not that I really enjoy it. Cause I'm like, there's no right or wrong way, right? Like it, it's really what works for you. And you kind of figure that out as you go. And that's something I've learned too, yeah. for sure. Like you just kind of figure it out as you go <laughs> and yeah. depends Absolutely. on the kid too. And something you said made me think of like, oh yeah, just like being able to do it all or like wanting to make all organic meals and do all the things like toxicity is like a big topic right now. Right. I feel like, and people are trying to have, you know, less toxic things in their home. And I work on some of that with my clients. just a note there. Like you can't be completely toxic free. We just don't live in that world. And you would go insane trying to make your home completely toxic free. So if that is something like you're interested in doing, take it one thing at a time. Like if your shampoo runs out, okay, go try and find that toxic free shampoo. And then if it's toothpaste next, but like one thing at a time and just like with like what you said, you can't do it all. So I just feel like on the wellness topic, you know, stuff that's a big one right now. And just do what you can. Yeah. Basically, and take yeah. it a little bit at a time. Yeah. And just I always think like trust your intuition. And you know, I also think like you can't trust everything you read online. Well, yeah, um, yeah that's a big thing too. <laughs> you cannot because they're like when uh, my kids were little, it wasn't as much as it is now. Like Facebook, Instagram, like that wasn't even a thing. I didn't even get on Facebook, like because I'm like, I'm resisting everything. I was like, I can't do one more thing. And so, you know, I didn't even jump on right away. And then it's like everyone has to be on, but then there's so much information everywhere which is like that going to sleep. Well, you can't because you're like, now I'm addicted. Now I have to look at this and the next thing and the next thing and you go down the rabbit hole. But like, you also have to be aware and be cautious um, and also trust the source of where you're getting your information because things can be so misleading. So just trust yourself or go to a trusted site or go to a trusted source where you're actually getting your information to because there is so much information out there. You think that this is good and then you're like, shit, I was duped. Yep, exactly. Yeah. We're in a world of information overload for sure. And more of a reason to do the brain dumps, get that out of your, like get stuff out of your head. Yeah, it is. It's so much, but going, oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No, I just said it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Back on the wellness note, because I would love to know I'm in my forties. So I'm a little bit older than you. I'm getting ready to turn. Well, by the time this episode comes out, I will be 45. So because my birthday right now is in two weeks. So by the time this comes out, I will be 45. So have a birthday. Thank you. Um, look a day over 40. (laughs) Thank you. Is that a compliment or is no just well? I I could say like 32. Like you always you look amazing. And it's because you've taken care of yourself. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about the hormones because, you know, for myself, so you are a little bit younger than me, you're in your thirties. And so I'm in my forties. And so, you know, things start to change and I'm, I'm never a person that is like, Oh my God, as soon as you hit 40, or as soon as you hit this number, everything falls apart. I'm not like, forget that. Like I will be 60 and I'll still be like this. Like it's cool ladies, but there is the realization that yes, internally, like your body is changing. There are things happening hormonally, like my teenage boys, hormones going crazy. Like 
things are going on with me too. Like, what do you talk about as far as like hormones with, with women? Um, I would be really curious about that. Or is there any like light that you can kind of shed for the women listening? Yeah, this is a big topic and there's a lot that we could talk about. So I'll try and like, keep it simple yeah. We'll go level. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause like you're talking about being in your forties. Right. And obviously a lot changes. It's crazy. Like if there's any, you know, younger women listening, like even in your twenties, because that's when I realized like just how important hormone health is and what, how much of an impact your nutrition and your exercise has on it, because what I was doing, working out six, seven days a week, doing a ton of cardio and eating probably 1200 calories or less mm -hmm. often <laughs> I lost my period. And I'm like, that's where it was like a big thing for me. Like yeah. I'm too young. This doesn't seem right. And actually for a while, I was like, Oh, I don't have a period. Great. This is wonderful. until like it hit that this is not healthy at all. Right. Yeah. So I think with hormones, I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this looking for signs, right? So like if things are off in your body, if you're having symptoms, if you have low energy, you're not sleeping well, you're having digestive issues, mood changes, right? If there's acne happening, like what, there's so many things that could be coming to the surface mm -hmm. and we may not think like, oh, something's going on with our hormones. Right. And two, like also if you have like high blood sugar or like pre-diabetic things like that, like this is all coming back to hormones, especially like with cortisol. So just being, I think being really aware and being in tune with yourself and the things you're feeling, if you start to feel off, start to like track your patterns, you know, whether it's in a notebook, in your phone, but start to take note of what's happening, you know, day to day. And when maybe your energy feels the lowest, or if you're constipated, when that's happening, what is your stress levels? Like the day that you didn't have a bowel movement, like there's so many things that can go into this, but I think just being aware of your body and truly like becoming in tune with it and listening to it is going to be super helpful to see if, you know, is there anything going on, you know, inside and are my hormones a little imbalanced or dysregulated, whatever word you want to use there. And also then you can get blood work. That's a great, easy way um, to figure out like, where are things at? <laughs> where are my markers at? But yeah, without going too deep, I think just starting with, and I'm sure if you're looking into your hormones more and trying to figure things out, I'm sure you have gotten some blood work and, you know, have reviewed it with a doctor, but I would say that's like a good starting point is listening to your body and seeing like what symptoms you have, what's showing up for you and seeing if there's, you know, any patterns that are happening. Yeah. And I would say too, how do I want to word this? So yes, there are different types of doctors that are out there. And so a doctor might say, Hey, I'm going to do your blood work. Let's look at this. But like some things that might be hormonal might not show up in a basic like blood work. You know, they might be looking for cholesterol and things like that. So if you really want to look at your hormones, because this is what I'm going through now with, with someone who is a naturopath is really looking at, let's do some blood work, but really look at your hormone levels. Because if you are having issues and different things, like 
it might be changing this up or looking at this or maybe having some kind of supplement that really is for what's going to work for your body and what you need. Because you and I have both been in the supplement world too. Like not every supplement is going to work for everyone. And there's not every supplement is going to work for your body or what your body needs. Um, and your body might not, you know, use it correctly. So I think, you know, for, for the women listening too, it's like, it's knowing your body, it's trying different things. It's advocating for yourself too. Um, and what, how you are feeling. Cause you, you know your body best. Like, you know, I don't feel the same way that I did before, or just things aren't working the way that they did. And, you know, I know after the two year pandemic of us, like, I feel like everything changed. People weren't moving their body as much. We're stuck at home, emotions, stress, all that stuff raised and lowered. And, you know, the anxiety of like, do I have a job? Will I have a job? Will my kids be in school? Now what's happening? You know, I feel like there probably is going to be some kind of study come out about how everything shifted um, and maybe more sickness is coming from that. I don't, not COVID, but you know, just other sicknesses, you know, mental health and stuff like that. So I would just say, just advocate for yourself and know yourself. And I love the suggestion of like journaling and, and really making note of that. And like, what was I eating and how, you know, what was happening in my home and who was I around? And, you know, did I wake up in night sweats or whatever those things are? And just really, was I drinking coffee that day? Like all these little things that you're like, it's just what I do every day. It's like, yeah, but it builds up. <laughs> yeah, no, that I love everything you said there. And I'll go back to the blood work real quickly um, because I'm short. So Melissa is seeing a naturopath doctor, functional doctor, integrative doctor. They have a lot of interchangeable names. So when you go to get blood work, say at LabCorp or wherever, they are going to base that on like conventional markers, right? Um, versus functional, which you're seeing a functional doctor. And what I mean by that, like with the conventional markers, their markers are based off of their ranges are based off of a sick, unhealthy population. Whereas when we look at it from a functional point of view and what I do with my clients um, and my mentors is they're basing it off of a more healthy population. So the marker, the ranges are going to get a little bit smaller and they're looking for the optimal, right? The optimal. So like from the conventional side, it may look good, but then if you go look at it from a functional point of view, might be like, ah, actually it's not so good. So I love that you brought that up just because we sometimes do need to take it a step further. And that takes a lot of advocating for ourselves, uh, for sure. So yeah, that's a really good point there. I just, and I just wanted to hit on that a little bit more because yeah. I think that's super important for people to know. Cause I know my clients have come to me and they're like, my doctor said my blood works fine. I'm good. And then I take a look and I'm like, eh, you know, <laughs> we yeah. could, you know, there's some things we could look at here because obviously you're feeling off because you always still want to go back to even your blood work may look normal. Right. But if you still aren't feeling right, then something's going on. So we need right. to, you know, figure that out and dig a little bit deeper to see what's going on. So I think right. that's huge. I'm forgetting what else you said now. Sorry, I got caught up in that. But I agree. Like like you said, there's just been so much that has happened in the last two years and, you know, a lot of stress. And I think that plays such a huge role in where we are at today is the stress and just finding ways to manage it can yeah. go so far for sure. Um, and there's so many different ways to manage stress. And it just depends what brings you joy and helps you calm down. I remind my clients a lot, like think about when you were a kid or a teenager, or just even five, 10 years ago, something you did that brought you joy that you no longer do. Like, think about that and start doing that again. Cause I think we like kind of forget about certain things. And then we're like, Oh wait, I really enjoy doing that. So like bringing yeah. that back into your life 
And that could be a multitude of things because we all enjoy different things, but. Yeah, absolutely. I always look at the time because I'm like, oh my God, we could be talking forever. And then we're like two hours later. (laughs) But is there anything we have shared? You have shared so much information today, like great, great nuggets. Is there anything that you haven't shared or anything that you feel is on your heart, you know, maybe that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah. So just because I'm a wellness coach and, you know, nutrition and fitness, what I'm doing every day with my clients um, and helping them. I just want to go like touch on like dieting and that, um, we've all done the fad diets, the quick fix diets. Um, we see our best friend doing something. So we try it all the things, right? So if you are like considering trying a diet or you're just, you have some health and wellness goals that you want to achieve my, I would love for you guys to take away, take it a day at a time, take it a thing at a time. So instead of trying to go from nothing to doing it all from zero to hundred, from not eating well, not exercising to trying to exercise four times a week, to eating all the right foods, cutting out all these things, just do one thing at a time, right? Like, so maybe it's, you just start walking and now you're going to start including more veggies in your diet and then protein. So I kind of hit said it earlier, but like the habit stacking and taking the slower route, which will be frustrating at times because results will come slower. It's just so much more sustainable that way. And I just have found, you know, it's so much better that way for people versus doing these quick fix, these, you know, fad diets to get short-term results, but then losing them. So the slower you take it, the more sustainable it's going to be. And you're not going to, you're going to get short-term results, but you're also going to get long-term results, which I think is just huge. Um, and just something I'm always working with my clients on. And that goes back to a huge mindset shift. Cause we're used to like, we want to see results in like two weeks, 30 days. Right. But if we take a step back and we can appreciate going a little bit slower, the results are going to be amazing and it's going to be worth it, worth the journey for sure. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm sure many, many people listening will, will take that and be like, Oh, thank you for, for giving me permission to do that. Yes, exactly. It doesn't have to be all in all out. Just like find that middle ground, find what works for you, what aligns with you and you know, what leaves you feeling good day to day for sure. Um, but just like we've talked about this whole time is we can't do it all. So even if it's just one thing a day that you do for yourself, that is going to have a positive impact on your health. That's better than doing nothing at all. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to do a gotcha because my last question is always, okay. Because women don't celebrate ourselves enough. So my question for you, Brittany is what do you absolutely just love about yourself right now? Yeah, no, this is great. And I said earlier, right. That we don't celebrate ourselves enough. So I'm, I yeah. love this question. I just, gosh, <laughs> this is good. I love it. Um, I think what I love about myself right now is just being able to be present with my children while also growing this business that is impacting many women and men. Cause I do work with men sometimes too. So just being able to do both of these things right now and do it successfully and not every day is successful, but you know, it's successful overall and we're getting there and my kids are thriving and I'm thriving and my business is thriving. So I'm super proud of what I've been able to accomplish in the last two and a half years since having children. Awesome. And I mean, you're still married too. I mean, yeah, yeah, so I can't forget about my amazing husband who <laughs> you're still married without him. This would not be possible because he's, <laughs> we have serious teamwork and he plays a huge role in all of this. So yes, thank you for Ricky. Love you. <laughs> yeah. 
no, it is. It's, 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 it's all that teamwork. You know what I mean? It is. And, you know, and, you know, fortunately, like you do have an amazing, you know, husband and support system and, you know, it is, you know, just being able to utilize them in a way. Cause sometimes like our partners, especially, you know, if it's like a female male relationship, like the female is always breastfeeding and she's like the one that the kids need. So sometimes like the husband can feel like a little bit on the outside, like, well, what do I do to help out here? Cause you got it all right. So just making sure that you're utilizing, you know, your spouse and significant other, because most of the time, I mean, I'm sure there's times that they don't, but most of the time, like they do want to feel useful and they do want to feel like they're part of this whole like unit, um, together. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for that. He deserves a huge shout out. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's awesome. And I can't wait for you guys to live down here so that I can see. We'll be neighbors Um, enough. Yay. Tell everyone how they can find you. I'm sure they're going to want to look you up and and follow you on social stuff. Yep. So I am most present on Instagram. So I'm sure you're going to share these in the podcast notes, but Britt Saxton Nutrition. Um, my website's BrittanySaxon.com. I'm also on Facebook and I have a free community on Facebook called the Mindful Body Balance. So lots of you know nutrition tips, recipes, workouts, all the things in there. Um, and then um, I'll share this with you, but I have a weekly text message. It's completely free that goes out every Wednesday morning. And again, it's just... Um, inspiration, motivation. It's a tip, some type of education. Um, and I have found that my audience has been loving them because I feel like Wednesday midweek is where you can kind of start to, you know, not feel so great. And that gives them a little, you know, push, wakes them back up midweek and encourages them to keep, you know, powering through the rest of the week. So awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And I'll make sure everything gets in the, in the show notes. So thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you felt like you were hanging out with your bestie because now more than ever, we need community and connection. If you loved this conversation and have a friend who you believe needs to hear this, please share this episode with them. It could transform their day. Share it on social too, because you never know who needs to hear this message. Follow this podcast on Spotify or subscribe on Apple so you will never miss an episode and don't have to go searching for it each week. Make your life easier, my friend. Your support means the world to me. If you found inspiration today, take a second and leave me five stars and a personal written review on Apple Podcasts so more moms feel less alone. That's how this message gets out to more mamas. If you want to stay connected on other levels, check out my new website, melissaclampett.com. There you'll be able to subscribe to my newsletter, send me a personal message, join the Reawakened Mom Circle, get free resources, book me to speak at an event, or just check out my musings I write about this amazing life. I can't wait to get to know you on a personal level. If you want to continue this conversation and take action on something we talked about today, join me and other mamas in our free Facebook group, the Reawakened Mom Group. It's linked in the show notes because who has time to write it all down? Remember, we're stronger together. We're stronger supporting each other. We are stronger lifting each other up. We are stronger sharing our journeys and stories because you're not alone, like ever. I believe in you, mama. I see you. I hear you. I am Melissa Clampett, and this is the Reawakened Mom Podcast.